are here for a reason. Breaking down the brotherhood, one prayer at a time. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I am the host. If you're new to the show, please like and share and subscribe. Although today is not as much intel as it is a little bit of housekeeping, you might say. And, you know, today's show is some a show that I really wanted to do for about four months. It has been on my mind. Well, probably not off to the greatest start. I just had to stop the recording and restart again. I've had a lot of things going on today and things that I have to deal with, uh, so I apologize. But this is one of the things I have to deal with, and I really believe our community is going to be much better for it. If you're watching this on video, you'll see at the top of the screen I have the Scripture, John 8, 32, the truth will set you free. And I'm just going to speak from the heart today. I have a couple notes that I want to share, but I'm just going to speak from the heart. And I've prayed that the Lord will give me the words um, to say to you. And one of the things, and so let me just say this, uh, why I'm doing this show well, I'm going to read a scripture, and it's a preview of uh, Sunday, because we're doing Matthew chapter 7 on Sunday, but uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus speaking, puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. 
So the reason I'm doing this show today is because I'm launching something new for the Right On Radio community, and it's going to be called The Rock. R-O-C, Right On Community. And I'll tell you more about it later. Uh, I'm going to launch it next week. I've been sitting on this for almost a year, just trying to figure out which way to serve you best. It's absolutely free, folks. It's not going to compete with Telegram. It's not going to compete with Twitter or X or any of those things. It's something completely different, and it's going to help us organize. It is exactly as it is called, a right-on community. But before I launch a right-on community, I have to deal with something that happened in the past. And that is the SOS Army. And that is why this episode is called The Truth About the SOS Army. Now, I will say for some of you who maybe have tuned in because you saw a thumbnail or something like that, yes, I'm going to be talking about Jesse. Yes, I'm going to be talking about myself. And I'm going to be talking about some things that transpired that none of you know about, or few of you know about, I should say. But if you're only tuning in, because you think this is a big expose of Jesse, um, you're in for a rude surprise. And I would say just tune out now because you're wasting your time. The purpose of this is not to expose Jesse or do her harm. I will be telling some truths that are embarrassing to me. Some of them might be embarrassing to her, and it all has to do with the SOS Army, which is the focus of the show. I just want to start out by giving a brief history of Right On Radio and myself, for those of you who are new. Um, legendary, you know, level 17 clearance guy, Bill Cooper, also known as William Cooper, the original truth teller, the one who blew up all these things, the father of conspiracies, so they say, or exposing conspiracies. When he first exited the CIA and U.S. Naval Intelligence and took all kinds of evidence with him, he decided to make as many VHS tapes as he could afford and he had about $17,000. This is like 1989, I believe. And he mailed out to random addresses around the world because it had to go around the world to protect the information. I was in a rental house at the time. I was a young man in my early 20s, and I received one of these videotapes with all the evidence, and it changed my life. I saw through the political world and the alien thing very early on. That was 30 years ago. Fast forward, I did not trust governments for, you know, for all of my adult life, essentially. 
Uh, I ended up getting born again in 1998, which is 25 years ago. I felt a call on my life at a, as a young man, but I was born again in 1998, and my spiritual eyes were opened, and I began to see things through God's eyes, as you do when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And in 2000, and actually, let me back up. In 2016, I had learned that my real last name, which is Ramsperger, uh, actually means shepherd. And I felt the Lord prompting me to register. I have the URL, uh, jeffshepherd.com. And I had no idea why I would do that. But I just wanted to put that in as a placeholder. In 2019, I really sensed things were going wrong, and I felt I had to do something about it. You know, I had heard about some child trafficking, and I had heard about these things, and more evil was becoming more prevalent, and I was able to see some of it, and I started the podcast. And I really hadn't even listened to other podcasts. I just decided to start a podcast. But when I started the podcast, I wanted to, you know, I started to listen to other people's podcasts. I found Good Dog, and I listened to him, and behold, there was a person named Jesse on Good Dog, and I had never heard anything like this before. The information she was putting out, it, it made sense to me. And, you know, I was a small podcaster. I think, you know, I had done about 10 episodes and, you know, I had about 200 followers by that point. It really wasn't much. But I reached, I joined Twitter just to be able to reach out to Jesse, And I invited her on the show. <laughs> no irony in this at all that she ended up on my 13th episode. <laughs> she came on, she did a, a good interview. and. Then she agreed to come back on my 17th episode. <laughs> you can't make this up now that I look back at it. It's a bit crazy. Um, and I had asked her shortly afterwards if she would join as a co-host because it wasn't that I really needed her to grow the podcast, although I, I listen, I'm sure she did uh, help me. I think I would have grown regardless, but that's hypothetical. But there was so much information that I felt needed to get out. And there was, with occultic knowledge, and you have to remember the definition of occult is hidden knowledge. And she has a lot of hidden knowledge. Um, there is a very alluring property to hidden knowledge. L listen to my words carefully in this podcast. I'm going to ask. I say, I'm saying things for a reason. But there is an alluring property, and most, of, most people have fallen into it. We tend to want to see the hidden knowledge. We desire it more because of our sinful nature inside of us than we do the Word of God. 
and I fell into that. However, as I was hearing more and more and realizing just how much evil there is in the world, and part of the plan of the evil one is to make it so overwhelming that if anyone tries to put the pieces in the, there's no way all these people could be in on it. There's no way every judge could be on it. There's no way that the you know lawyers and the and bankers and all these people could all be in on it. Now every politician and they can't be. Yes, it can be. And as I was starting to discover all of that, one thing and I believe it was God's protection on my life. My faith really started to grow. You see, I was a Christian before I started the podcast, but I did not start the podcast as a Christian podcast. I was just going to cover everything. Be a Christian dude, but a Christian dude in the world. That was my intent. Hey, um, before I go any further, and I've got lots to cover, and it's not going to be that long of a show, but I have lots to cover, um, I want to give you some really good news, and this is an update. Uh, it was just a little bit over a month ago. I did a plea for someone named Gina. Uh, she works at an orphanage in the Philippines. You know, people in the Philippines are poor. Like, compared to Western standards, I don't, you know, uh, I don't know how much they make, but probably like 100 bucks a month sort of thing. Like, it's a very different economy than we have. And Gina had been battling cancer for a couple years, and she had been hiding it from her co-workers, but the cancer got so bad that she could uh, she couldn't hide it anymore. And so, at a Bible study, she it was it's a Christian orphanage; they take care of babies. And uh, she shared her story, and uh, she had the cancer bad. The man who runs the orphanage, who has really become a good brother in the Lord, um, he had heard us talking about the mushrooms and things like that on this broadcast, and he sent me a note saying, hey, is there any way you can help? And I was going to do it in silent, but just at the at the time, look, you know, I to send, to send if you, someone with cancer should take, you know, six, or 10 pills a day. There's 60 in a in a container. So, you know, it's five containers for a month. And, you know, wanted to give two months supply. So, you know, that uh, two months supply is about 500 bucks. And I had asked you, the good listeners, to chip in. And you did. Um seems we all pitched in fairly. <laughs> I still ended up putting in money, uh, which was good. Not every, you know, we didn't cover it all in excess, but it was covered and I gave that report. But today I got this email. I'm going to read it to you. 
Jeff, praise be to God. Less than one month of taking the mushrooms, and Gina was found to be cancer free. Cancer free. And this goes to the community. It's not just to me. Uh, you have blessed us again with your generosity and quick response. Thanks to everyone who fought with us in prayer for Gina. All glory to our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Keep yourself in the love of God, serving together, Keith. Do <laughs> you know each one of you? And some of you gave twenty bucks. A couple people gave you know fifty. A couple gave a hundred. This woman has been forever changed because you stepped forward, because you loved your neighbor even though you did not know her. And can you imagine she's going to be telling people and giving God the glory? For years she was battling this. Folks, if there is a message to you, it's don't wait until you have cancer. Don't wait until you have, and it's not just for cancer, folks. These mushrooms improve your immunity system. Your God-given immunity system fights off all kinds of stuff. It could be liver. It could be mental. It could be blood problems. It could be all kinds of issues. Don't wait and then react. Be proactive. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Now, if someone's really sick, take 10 capsules a day or <laughs> eat an entire package of cookies a day. Delicious double chocolate chip cookies. Or drink some coffee with mushrooms. Folks, and by the way, the chocolate, they're good for the kids. Well, they're good for everybody. But um, get ahead of it. And order extra so when you find someone in need, you can just go to their need. This is sowing and reaping in the kingdom, folks. Put in your storehouse. You will run into someone who needs this. It might not be someone who's even close to you. You can bless them because God provided you with those in the first place. Give them out. Make a difference in someone's life. You can get them, of course, at ROR, standing for Right on Radio, ROR.PetClub. 247.com. I couldn't wait to tell you that. I'm sorry. Usually I say stuff like that at the end of the show. Um, <clears throat> back to the podcast and the kind of the brief history. Um, my faith really did grow 
during this time and I started to realize the power of prayer even more because of the evil that's around and you know you cannot help but remember that we do not the scriptures everyone's heard it we do not battle against uh against people we battle against princes and principalities of the air and the only way we do battle is going to the lord we don't go and battle those principalities directly ourselves you are not called nowhere in the bible does it say to you to go up and fight these spirits that's nar teaching avoid it you know how many times have you heard People say, I bind you, Satan. <laughs> well, oh, powerful Christian, if you keep binding Satan, why is he still loose? Think about it. Um, anyways, we had grown the show, and, you know, many people liked it, and I, and I loved working with Jesse. I really did. Um, we became very close friends, and to this day, uh, I pray for her constantly. And, uh, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. But let me just get to the SOS Army part. Oh, actually, let me continue. I, I have a couple things jotted down. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be all over the place, but one of the a couple of the things that happened when we were growing in a relationship and fairly early on, like maybe five, six episodes in that I had done with Jesse, she told me something that really made me feel good. She told me that the Lord had said to her, that I am one of God's generals. That stuck with me. I remember telling my wife, wow, Lord says I'm a general. You know, that kind of, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm in the fight, I'm commanding an army. That was in the back of my mind. By the way, um, nowhere in the Bible does the Lord call any of the saints generals or colonels or sergeants? Nowhere. But there is a book, and I'm going to just suggest you look it up. It's called God's Generals. And it's gnarly. A um, couple other things she had said to me that uh, that I was her kinsman redeemer. She had said that on air a few times, and that really touched me. And I and I really wanted to help Jesse out. You know, um, when I first met Jesse, she's a a single mom. You know, kids, and and she wasn't well off, certainly. You know, and I really, really wanted to help her out. And and I believed in her ministry. That is uh, very true. You know, um, she felt, she told me her calling was to get people out of the occult. That made sense to me. 
You know, I wanted to get people out of some of the things that I was in. It, it makes sense. So then we fast forward and we're on the air and I don't have the clip. You're going to have to take my word for this, but out of nowhere, from out of nowhere, literally, it was not pre-planned at all. I announced the SOS Army. What was in my mind was, well, I wanted a mailing list. I wanted to get your email addresses because I thought there has to be a way to bring people together, to be able to organize better. Um, this is a battle of good versus evil, so why wouldn't we want to organize? The other side, the enemy, is extremely well organized, and we are not. We're all divided. We're all fighting each other because of what they're doing. So I announced it out of nowhere, SOS Army. Where did the name come from? Shepherds of people is what it stood for. I announced it right then and there. Other people have tried to twist that, say, well, it's a synagogue of Satan. No, when I announced it, it's shepherd of sheeple. Now, some people are offended by that. But let me explain to you. Bill Cooper was the one who really woke me up. Bill Cooper always calls the ignorant masses the sheeple. So I kind of did it as an homage to him, I suspect. That was what was in my mind, is calling people sheeple. And what are we called to do? We're called to shepherd people. So shepherds of sheeple was really, the idea was an army that will go out and wake up people, tell them about good and evil, and pray to the Lord that people choose Jesus Christ. So that was the premise of it. I surprised Jesse on air. She did not know I was going to say it. Um, at the time, I had an assistant. Jesse had a whole team, a whole network, of course, at the time. They were all shocked by it, and on the back end, people panicked because we don't have you know a thing to get emails in. We don't. How are we going to do this? How are we going to? I didn't think of any of that. I just announced it on the air, and I figured if there's interest, I'll build it. <laughs> That's kind of what I've always done. <laughs> Ask my wife. I go out and make deals. She cleans up the messes. <laughs> Um, but I didn't intend for other people to clean it up, but that's what happened. And so the person who was assisting me and the person who was assisting Jesse got together and said, how are we going to do this? And, you know, we ended up building a MailChimp uh, website and a thing to facilitate taking emails in. But while this was happening, there was considerable pushback from Jesse's side, and that was because of security concerns for her. We cannot let these people get close to Jesse. There's too many infiltrators and all this stuff. And folks, 
I bought into it because she had told me that she, you know, is she's exposing the Illuminati. She's telling their deepest, darkest secrets. She's had to move. She'd told me all these things. And I believed it. And of course I would not want to put Jesse into jeopardy. So, okay. Breaks on whole bunch of meetings behind closed doors, you know, off air. And Jesse's team decided we needed to start to vet people before they come in. So to be able to be put on a mailing list, you had to be vetted. Now, I'm just going to be blunt with you here right now. Um, what an idiot I was. I just wanted the mailing list. It was just emails. How did I fall into this? I don't know. Maybe I was bewitched. <laughs> but I fell for it. And I'm going to say fell for it. I'm going to tell you why. Um, I could tell you that was not the real reason. At least my evidence. This is just my truths, folks. You can believe what you want. I'm telling you from the heart, and I'm telling you what happened. The I just wanted an email list to organize people. But Jesse was a part of the show, and she was a co-host, and it was fair. So they kind of wanted to split up the lead. See, I was never part of just Jesse's ministry. Um, it was always like she has a ministry and I have a podcast. I was kind of like a communications arm. And yeah, was I helping her ministry? Yes, I was. Absolutely. That was my intent was to help her ministry. I didn't start the podcast to get into ministry. I didn't start it to be a Christian show. And in fact, I, I didn't even ever ask to join her ministry, and I never even attended one of her prayer meetings in her ministry, not one. Partly because, you know, at the time, I didn't feel I was worthy to get into ministry. Look, I was going to the clubhouse every Friday night. You know, I drink beer, I smoke, I didn't cuss or anything like that. But, you know, I was living a little bit wild. Still am, to tell you the truth, but I don't uh, do the things I used to do. I've cleaned up my life substantially. But I didn't feel I was worthy of a ministry. But back to the vetting. So now everyone who submitted an email had to be vetted to be part of the SOS Army. And... Jesse had her team do the vetting because they insisted on it. I didn't have a team to do it. You know, I had one assistant and that person couldn't do it. She, the person helped out a little bit, but so everyone kind of got filtered through Jesse's team. And Jesse's team was vetting people and finding out what they're interested in. Are you interested in volunteering? Stuff like that. It was a it was an invasive process, folks. This is why I have to I have to be clean about this. Um, it really upset some people. It was invasive, but uh, you know it was for Jesse's security, so people could answer some questions. Was what I was thinking. 
at the time. And then after people answered some questions and went through some vetting, they would be categorized by Jesse's team to be in one of her, I think, five, it's either three or five levels of prayer group. So you'd get into a prayer at one level, but then if you're, you prove yourself, you go up to the next level. And she offered things like, you know, they have the squares for prayers. Do you want to knit quilts? Um, she also were, was putting people onto teams that had, like, for decoding. And I hope I don't forget to get back to this. Because she had done a big reveal about how to see what uh, entity, what major general entity is over your town so you can go and bind them. Actually, let me just address that now. One of my greatest regrets in Right On Radio history was that. She had said to me on a podcast that she had something to reveal and she had to do it on the reveal report. God had told her that she had to do it on the reveal report. And what she revealed was how to decode and find out what entity is above so you can go out and take back that territory for God. Folks, now that I know about this stuff, that's setting people up to be killed. Do you think you're really going to take on, I don't know, Leviathan? Moloch? You're going to battle against Moloch? Even the archangel Michael said, the Lord rebuke you to Satan. He didn't take him on. And, you know, I just have a suspicion that the archangel Michael's maybe, I don't know, 60 feet tall. Oh, and very intelligent. And, you know, folks, it was bad. And the vetting process, when you look at these things, it almost describes what she says as part of her testimony which was she was tested for her spiritual gifts, and then they decide where the kids go. It kind of sounds like they were saying, oh, would you be in the decoding, or would you be in prayer level one, two, three, four, five? And there are some people that are part of this community that have come to me um, since... I released Jesse and said to me about some uh, really weird things that happened in those prayer groups. Now that's hearsay, but there has been, well, I've been told that there's astral projection, that there, that on, in the highest levels, there's some spooky stuff. That's hearsay. I was not there. I cannot say that, but when you look at some of the evidence, 
you can form your own opinion. And then I guess the, and sorry if you were a leftover, but uh, leftover people who wanted to volunteer. Uh, oh, and there were people who could dig as well, um, dig for intel. That never really came to fruition. Um, did for a little bit, but it wasn't managed. And that's my fault too. But then there was people put in a social share. But it was like hand-picked. And by the way, uh, for each person, they would not be categorized until Jesse gave the team. She Jesse said, I will pray over it. And then she would say, this person goes here, this person goes here. Even though she never even talked to them. So there's a lot of stuff that happened there with the vetting. One of the other things that is a common thread, and this I can verify because I did see it and, and, and I experienced it. With Jesse and anyone who got put into her prayer things or into her circles and, and even uh, over me, there was a constant drama happening that um, a fear for her life and a fear for those around her lives. And, you know, there's a lot of just regular community people, housewives and mothers and daughters and stuff that listen to the podcast that volunteered in good faith because they wanted to get involved with this SOS army. But then they're put into this constant state of fear. Oh, we have to protect Jesse. We have to do this. And anyone that would hit her, she has her group. Um, and she's had her group before the SOS Army who will go and attack anyone uh, that goes against Jesse and stuff like that. But there's this perpetual fear. And, uh, and I can tell you that I've even experienced some threats. Um, myself. So that is basically what happened with the SOS Army. Now, why do I say I was duped by saying that uh, it was all for her protection? Well, if you've been listening for a long time, you'll remember that way back when, like in 2020 I was saying hey let's uh let's do a retreat you know I wanted to meet the audience and so I announced it hey I'm planning a retreat and a lot of people were super interested in it and so I was planning and we had a location worked out and I'm working on the dates and you know just trying to confirm up once I was going to confirm I was going to announce it because you know and here's the ticket price. I know my costs. There's things that go into planning. Well, right about the time I was ready to announce it, George from the Reveal Report with Jesse on set with him announced their retreat on the dates that I had been planning with Jesse. 
and in Florida, where I had been planning with Jesse. Now, you might just think, oh, Jeff, you're just being petty. <laughs> and, and then when I confronted Jesse about it, she just said, oh, you know, George didn't even, didn't even tell me he was going to do that. She was surprised. Okay, so I believed it. Sort of. I started watching more closely from there because I felt betrayed. And this is uh, six to eight months before I released Jesse. And they had, you know, they, they took my date. And, and you know what? I knew that Jesse was more of a draw than I am. Okay, that, that's just, I'm being real with you. So if Jesse and George bring, you know, a lot of the right-on radio flock to meet Jesse, can I do one two weeks later? Is there going to be that much excitement? No. No. So I had to put it off. I thought, okay, mistake happened. So with the event in Florida that they held, and I have the, I'd have to dig it out, but I still have it on file, their original advertisement for it. And if you went there, you'll remember. It was, I believe, $99 for general attendance, and you'd get to, to be there for the Friday show and you know, whatever it was, but if you paid $300, you got the VIP. And what did the VIP include? Well, he included you'd spend a day with George and Jesse, and you could be baptized by Jesse. They were selling, oh, sorry, it was $400 for that. They were selling baptisms. So you could attend for $100, but you want to be baptized? 300 bucks more. And I called Jesse, and I said, Jesse, look at your advertisement. I said, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong, but you need to really look at it. You have made a brutal error on there. Oh, I don't see anything wrong, she says. No, nothing's wrong. For weeks, I reminded her, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it? So they did go and they sold baptisms. And it was the baptism of fire in the pool. So I'm told. Anyways, a lot of creepy stuff happened at that. Oh, uh, but, but, you know, uh, obviously they took my date, they took my uh, city and all that stuff. But, you know, as a concession, because I guess Jesse felt a little bit bad uh, that they had done that. Uh, she said that I could attend for free. You know, I'd have to fly, you know, a couple, 2,000 miles each way and pay for my own hotel and everything. But I could stay and see the reveal report live. They probably would have baptized me for free, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I started to get a little suspicious of things, and things started adding up. Because you know what? It takes a long time to build up trust. Trust 
dissipates very, very fast. But I didn't have enough, you know, because, you know, if it's, mistakes happen, it's catastrophic in my opinion, but it happens. So I said, okay, let's plan a different one. We'll wait a few months. We'll plan a different one. There'll be some excitement and, you know, my event's going to be totally different than theirs because if there's any silver lining, because I never actually did an event with Jesse, she didn't learn from me how to do an event and their events suck. When you come to my event, it's not going to suck. <laughs> I know how to do events. I did it for a living. So she learned a lot of stuff from me. She didn't learn that. Um, I'm actually thankful for that. Not that I want to hold back, but because of some of the things that happened, I just glad that I did not give away those skills for free. So we planned a different date. And I'm working on you know, some locations and stuff like that. I was thinking about the Carolinas, to be honest. Um, and, you know, I'm working on getting the venue, working out what the costs would be. Like, I'm I'm there. I'm talking to hotels. I'm talking to people. I'm planning things out, doing it proper. And guess what? The date that I chose, George and Jesse announce, hey, we're going to New Orleans. The reveal reports on tour. They took my date again. So now I was on to it. And I started looking deeper and deeper into things. And to be honest, I out emotionally, I would have just, you know, released Jesse right then and there. But I thought, no, I'm going to. Find out what I can. And I did. I did. I gave you guys a lot of clues over the time. Go back and listen to that very first time video when I released her. There's a lot of clues. If you treat my videos like a decode, I'm being very blunt today, but back then I wasn't as blunt. I was throwing shots across the bow. I still care for Jesse. And when I went down to meet her for dinner a year and a bit ago, um, I went down there to actually confront her. We sat for about four hours. The first hour, hour and a half was very difficult. Um, it was difficult just being honest, but, uh, we did enjoy a couple more hours after that. And I enjoyed her company. She was very pleasant. Um, that was long after we I had released her and everything else, but I wanted to, uh, talk to her about some of this stuff in person. But then, uh, just to make, just to finish off the story with the SOS Army thing, so it really didn't go anywhere. Um, but to be honest, most of the things went to her. Um, it's important for me to tell you this. Um, I was the one paying for the Mailchimp account. That's where we managed all the emails. And when I got suspicious, I had to pay more, but I 
paid more to get a different plan to change the protections in there and administrative rights so that no one from her team could get the list or anything. So I've never sold it. I've never released the list. They didn't get the list. They did get some of the people they vetted. They have their emails and, you know, whatever happened, I don't know. And I'm sorry about that, but I want to tell you, I protected the list and I've never spammed you with it. I've never used it, but a list is important. It's important because you know what? First of all, I live, I, I'm in, I'm broadcasting from Toronto, Canada. You know, Justin Trudeau has already taken over the media. He's actually vowed to come after podcasters. Now I could disappear off the air. I could be shut down. Like I'm using VPNs and all that stuff, but I could be shut down. I want to be able to tell you where we're at and hold the community together without you know, the community is a lot of people, but honestly, without me, it's going to go away. So I really want to connect with you and I really want to have your email. I will respect it. I will never sell it. I don't spam you trying to sell you products and everything. I don't think, I, I think I, you know, when I announce a course, I'll probably send out an email, you know, uh, and some of the people on, on Podbean, they'll get an email. The people who signed up for the SLS army when, you know, a pod bean comes out, they get an email that's going to stop by the way, because I'm uh, taking down the SOS army website and everything that goes with it just at the end of the billing cycle. So the day that uh, I released Jesse was about two weeks before I made that video. You'll, you would have noticed that she was not on air. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Sorry, I just... Okay, a couple quick things. Um, so there was a third time I picked some dates. I was going to do something in Tennessee. Georgia announced that they're going to do it in, you know, 10 miles away in Kentucky, right? It's like for the same date, three times. That's uh, that I slammed my hand down on the desk and uh, said, you're gone. That's it. But I was going to do it without that anyways because of what I've seen and the evidence that I have in my possession. I'm not talking about it. I think most of you can figure out some things by now. Um, oh, I just lost my point. Oh yeah. So I've, for those of you who have been in the community uh, and been with me and kind of watch every episode and stuff like that, you know, I don't really like to call out people. I call out doctrine. And in this case, I'm putting all this stuff into doctrine. I'm not attacking Jesse, but I'm saying these things are not Christian things to do. But I, uh, when I did the mass deception series, obviously called out the doctrine uh when i did the book of jude i called out the doctrine you know some of you complained that uh, when i did the book of jude that i took a, a bust you know with no shirt on and i was in a boxing ring you have to understand i did that for a reason because i was sending messages keeping people 
on notice. A couple other things I did that you weren't really aware of. <laughs> well, you were because you watched the shows, but I forget what I did, what show I did when she, when they were in Florida doing the retreat at first, but I did a show that I knew would get under their skin. And yeah, I was playing a game, folks. I'm smart. I'm strategic. But when they were in New Orleans for the second date that they did, um, they were at a church called the Healing Rooms. So I started looking into the healing rooms. This is how I found out about all the NAR stuff, quite honestly. <laughs> but I did a show um, at the same time as they were down there. And I did it on Catherine Kuhlman. Catherine Kuhlman. Boy, did their camp get upset. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I upset a lot of people. They don't want that side exposed because Catherine Coleman, that prophetess, the grand, the great healer, full of the Holy Spirit, apparently, is an occult leader. That is the definition of the light side of the system. You see the light side of the system, they deal in the second heavens a lot. And they're able to manifest things by communicating with the fallen entities that are in the second heavens. And we know, because the word says it, even, you know, Satan and his other fallen angels masquerade as angels of light. Make no mistake, people do that as well. So all in all, this is me destroying the SOS army. I'm removing all the links. I will be taking down the website. I have moved the people who are still remaining on the list who did not unsubscribe. I'm moving them to the right on community. And I will be launching the right on community. I was going to do it today, but I'm going to do a separate um, an announcement on it. And I'll announce it over and over. But I will, I do want to say this to you. This community is going to be like a library. You know, on Telegram, you can't really file things away. But I want to talk, I want to be able to build, you know, here's here's how to can stuff. Here's how to grow stuff. Here's how to um, be prepared for things. Here's a prayer request. Here's prayer testimonies. Like we can build a whole bunch of stuff. And it's not like you have to spend much time in there, but it is a community. So I'm not building, I'm not populating everything and doing all the work for you. I want the community to participate in this and actually be a community. It won't take time. When you run across a post, when you're going across some things and you feel this is good for the community, yeah, you can post it on Telegram. Yes, you can post it on X, but you can file it in our separate conversations 
are categorized conversations in the right on community. And there's a whole bunch more possibilities I can do with this. I could build all kinds of things into it. And yes, I'm making it free for you. Uh, all the general stuff there I might do a paid part later on just a couple of bucks to help me cover the costs because it does cover, you know, whenever I send out an email, just so you know, it costs money. Um, it's not like you do it from your Gmail. When you send out distribution lists, you pay for a service and I have to pay for hosting of the website and all that, but it is a good way to serve the right on radio community. So please give me some feedback on this episode. It can be good. It can be bad. If you're just a troll, um, I can take criticism. I got no problem with that. But if you say hateful stuff in the comments, I, we're going to delete it. Okay? I'm just going to – it's going to be deleted. You put hate in the comments – it's okay. You can call me names. I, you know, I don't care. You can say, Jeff, you don't have ethics or whatever. Look, I was fooled. I was fooled. And you know what? I'm going to be bold enough to tell you the Lord let me go through that because you don't learn things from reading a post on the web or hearing a YouTuber or something like that talk about things. You know how you really learn stuff? by experiencing it. And God put the protection on my life right from the very beginning. In fact, he even had me <laughs> say a prayer, and I've said it a couple times. Oh, I just believe it's a long-standing prayer. You know, no one has astral projected into my house because I've had that long-standing prayer. Lord, if anyone comes near this house, cut their cord. That's it. Don't even want to see him. Just cut it on the way. And of course, I have an entire prayer team that supports me and this community, and they pray for you too. And I know at least a thousand of you have said, you know, at some point in time that you pray for me. So I feel pretty protected. So it's never been a thing that I'm not scared. But I had a reason to do this show because I cannot build the right on community on a house on the sand. It needs to be on the rock. Let me know if you also if you're excited about the rock. And let me see, how much time is it? I'll tell you what. I'm going to do a question and answer on Telegram right after this. So it'll start, let's say, five minutes after nine Eastern time, and I'll do a quick Q&A. It's not going to be long. I get up at like three in the morning, folks. So <laughs> that's late at night for me. But God bless each and every one of you. And thank you for being patient while I do housekeeping like this, but it was important to do for, for me and for the community. So remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to add one. Love those who come against you 
because that's what Jesus commanded us to do. Pray for them, not against them. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is how you make a difference in your community.